I, I hadn't pressed the button, I went away for a job out half time. Excuse my, my term of language, and I've not pressed the wee button on when I come back. So, apologies to anybody who have not heard me this second half. Uh, <laughs> You're speaking in the vernacular there, speaking the vernacular, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the What the Fork Happened This Week podcast in association with Viper Goalkeeping. Um, it's been an eventful week, as it always is in football, and for some reason we decide to get round Zoom, have a bit of a chat about it, choose our goal of the week, team of the week, Scottish moment of the week, whatever we kind of want to chat about, Macedonians, as I got into last week. Um, but before we get into the chat, first and foremost, Jack, how are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm very good, very good. How, how are you? Are you all right? Same as last week, mate, just in the house, stuck in the house, um, wearing a hat because my hair is ending up looking like a Lego hat, so <laughs> to speak. Um, Ian, how are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. Uh, I've had a fairly busy this sort of weekend, but but I, I, it's been good. What have you been up to? Um, I launched my own their podcast on the Friday, so I've, I've been just, you know, networking a wee bit with that, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's going well. Just chatting up the punters. <laughs> yeah, Something basically, like yeah. yeah. Scott, how are you doing now? You all right? Scott? Oh, is Scott with us? I don't know where Scott is. Scott. Oh, Scott, Scott, there you are. I see you, Scott. How are you doing now? You all right? Sorry, mate. I was away for a job area. I didn't realise <laughs> what time it was. <laughs> fucking five minutes to nine, man. Turtle seed popped me at my arse, and then I had to squeeze it out and then get in here in time. <laughs> Jesus. I sounds a little bit like uh, another one of our guests, last but not least. Got a special guest today. Um he's been in he's been in the news this week for, in my opinion, all all the right reasons. But Bobby Bullock, how are you doing? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm good. Stay. Thanks for having us. Right. Tonight's podcast. You were on time as well? Yes, on time. I did a job here about quarter two. Just to make <laughs> yeah, I gave myself a good 10 minutes. You know, I had to let lights out and all that just in case it was a... Was that a ghosty? It wasn't a ghosty, but it was mostly a ghosty. You know what I mean? Getting better. I feel take like... Take a wee while to recover, you know? I feel like there'll be... I bet you have PTSD every time I go to the toilet now. Um, but... If there's anyone that didn't see what happened during the week, I'll probably ask Bobby, what's happened to you during the week? I think people know, but it's better from your from your mouth and ours. Yeah, yeah, I had a, a wee bit of a, I'm a blondie, you know, so I went over to Ibrox to QTV instead of Hamilton Ackies because, cut a long story short, we do a commentary in like a wee hut without any windows or anything up there. Uh, but when there's any big teams come in, like Rangers, Celtic, or even Ross County up north, then the TV companies come in and take over. So I'm going over to this QTV, which is like a new a new company for the live streaming, which has been forced upon all the different teams. So we then you know, one week you're at Ibrox, one week so you're at Hamilton, the next week you're at Hamilton, the next three weeks you're there, there. And I do a lot of other things as well, and I was doing that on a voluntary basis. Uh, so I got a wee bit mixed up, went over to Ibrox, to QTV, they looked at me, what are you doing here? Went back, left my phone in the car because I was late, left my water. So half time, run out to get my water and get my phone because we've not even got, you can't even see the time mark, you can't see deep. 
names or nothing. So I use my phone and commentating sometimes and get a folder up to block the rain. Yada yada. So when I went to the car, I thought, oh no, yon belly rumble. Yon belly rumble that you don't want to hold for like 45 minutes while you're uh, commentating. So I thought I better get this out of the way. And it's one of those ones where you want it to be a ghosty, but it's not quite a ghosty. And then I was late. How do you make up an excuse? And then I thought, my mum always says, honesty is the best policy, son. So I says, I need a job. I needed a jobby. I went for a jobby because I thought, use the language that the kids watching this, right? So, and I thought, is jobby a bad word? So then I says, put after it. And then, uh, bye. That was it. Except for the rest of history. And then I thought, I need to explain why I might have been away for 15 minutes. And I thought, well, I had to squeeze quite a bit, you know? And, uh, and basically that's it. And I, I, I can't, I couldn't believe that there was uh, repercussions or, or, or uh, what's happened in the, in the last few days. So the, the world moves in mysterious ways. And I mean, we are like, we are laughing because it is, it's a funny thing. And I think there was a, there was an interview with um, Sean Dyche last week and somebody asked him some, sort of mundane question and he was talking about how he liked the question. He didn't want to be asked about playing four four two and all that kind of stuff. And as funny as it was, because I mean, as an Englishman that's lived in Glasgow for as long as I have, and you can see by Jack's face, the word jobby is a genuinely funny word. Like, because it sounds so innocent and yet it's a genuinely funny word. And then one of my friends retweeted it, shocked that you'd said it, Bobby, absolutely shocked that you'd said it. To me at this point, I thought, hey, you know what? That's actually like, Good crack for once. Really, really funny. Do you know what, Graham? It's I'm commentating in a hot mate. See if the see if the place was totally like Sky TV and professional and all that thing, then I would have probably been talking more in my wee telephone voice. I wouldn't have been relaxed because I've seen all these guys that work with Sky and all that. So robots, uniforms, scared to lose their job because they're at such a big company and all that. And I'm just in this hot mate. I'm like this, the mixer. I'm holding a folder over the mixer so it doesn't get wet because the rain's coming right in at my face. I can't see the bottom corner of the park in the right hand side. You're guessing. I'm hanging my head out the window to try and see the bottom corner and all that. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right, this is all a bit, yeah, farce and we're totally winging it. I mean, the first time we ever did it, we were in a wee room about. Four foot by two foot. We had a screen the size of a laptop, four twos. And I swear to God, the the match was in like one of these wee boxes you see up here with my face in it. And we are trying to commentate in a match with that. We're not even at the ground. We're watching this. And we can't see names and numbers and all that. You know what I mean? And these uh, guys that uh, bless them, the Hamilton Hackies fans, I think they should go up there with Sky TV and all that. And, uh, but we're they're totally punching above their weight down there. They're doing actually amazing to, to be where they are and surviving and that. So it's folks, again, they just need to have a better idea of what we teams, what battles the we teams have got to just survive in that. And uh, I think they need to just change their perspective a wee bit and look at the positives instead of the negatives. The plus point of this week, though, is, I mean, as you've seen yourself, Bobby, the, the way that we ended up chatting and stuff like that, and the way you got on the show was because I was like, I've seen you lost your job, and I was like, oh, come on. Like, he literally has just said something that we're quite happy that he's 
I'm happy that you've said it. It wasn't robotic. Like you said, it's, I think during these times, we need something to connect with. And even if it's something as silly as you saying it's something as one line that made me laugh, but it wasn't just me that supported you this week, was it, Bobby? You've, what, what's the support been like since you've had more of a backing than people going you against know, you? I, do you know what, Graham, man? I've, I've totally avoided you. I don't go on social media. I've, I've, I've never known how to use Twitter. Um, Mel, my fiance, she sort of showed us, and even like, even like making, I've made a film and a big plays and all of that. I've always been reluctant to try and suss all of that out because it's just like, it's so chaotic there, the energy that comes through all that sort of stuff. And I like making things uh, that I would like to see, and then if another audience find it, then so be it. But I'll only ram it down people's throat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So barely ever on Facebook. I just like the advertising like Pilates class, and if I'm doing a play, I'll invite folk. Uh, but Twitter, I've not got a spare with Twitter. And Mel, bless her, she's absorbed it all. And then she's came and told me that you guys got in touch. So anything positive that's came to it, she's came and did that. I don't know about the negative stuff. I don't know about any of that stuff. Uh, so she's been she's been great to sort that out for us. And uh, you know, very wise when it comes to all that stuff. It's been superb, though, and I'm delighted to have you on. But, um, Scott, I'm going to come to you straight away, mate. I think we know what the Scottish Football Moment of the Week was because we've got the man himself here. But <laughs> what, what was your Scottish Football Moment of the Week, Scott? We'll start on that because it it's the topic of conversation today. I mean, to, to be fair, like uh, Wednesday night, that, that just made Wednesday night because, obviously, I'm watching a Marvel game. It's half-time. So, obviously, I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm looking to see what the, the Aki score is. Because I'm like to see are they winning? Are they getting beat? They're playing county to their uh, relegation rivals at that point. I think at this point, Aki's are are one 0 up in the in the first half, and uh, I'm looking at that, and I'm just scrolling through Twitter at half time, and then I just see some guy saying, some the the, the co commentator at Aki has just said he's been away for a jobby. Is this a joke? <laughs> and I'm just like that, and like I, I, I turned to my other half and I said to her, the co commentator at Aki has just said that he's been away for a jobby, and she's like that. Well. <laughs> Fair enough, but do you know what? To be fair, the Motherwell commentators have been talking shite for most of the season, so I don't really see any issues with that. So, you know, what 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 no, other the Motherwell commentators? Sorry. I, oh, see, yesterday, I was playing Celtic yesterday, and see, just listen to it every time Turnbull got the ball, it's like, we've already got the three million for Turnbull. You you don't need to sell him to them. It's like, oh, what a player, oh, what a touch. Like, no. I want my commentators, and we've talked about this before uh, on here, for the commentators, I want my commentators to be partisan. I want them to be saying, see if somebody fly kicks somebody in the face, I want them to be saying, hmm, I think he got the ball. I don't think he's deserving the red there. None of this. Get that to the compliance officer. That's a five-match ban. You know, Get proper, like, real people in doing the commentary and get, like, good part. But obviously, uh-huh. don't say... Uh, fuck bugger or jobby or else you're in trouble uh-huh. <laughs> Ian you've got because normally we leave this with Scott uh, the, the football moment of the week in a way this was kind of presented to us and even more so by Bobby being on but but Ian what you've got another Scottish football moment of the week uh, weirdly yeah. there's something that doesn't involve Bobby that's been brilliant in Scottish football this week so please enlighten us here well I just want to touch on 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 sort of Bobby first but just to say, so I I spoke about this within my this sort of family, um, you know. As we know, I live in uh, Arbroath, which is a 
you know, very different part of uh, their sort of Scotland. My nephew uh, lives there. Yeah, so I spoke. I spoke with with my their uh, their family, and and everyone's like, "What jobby? You know, jobby's the most innocent word there that there is. You know, you know, you can't find a nicer word for you know having a shite, to be honest." <laughs> It's it's true though. It's a it's a wonderfully innocent word. I mean, Jack. Actually, Ian, have you have you given us your Scottish moment of the week? Did you have a Scottish well, moment of the week? Well, yeah, but just uh, just that Saint um, the Johnston end and um, the Livingston's uh, run. You know, they're uh, full, oh, I've seen that. Uh, I was quite sad about that though because I really like David um, Martindale. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but so was I. I mean, he's uh, yeah, he seems like a sound lad, really, doesn't he? So. Yeah, he seems like a good fella, apart from that incident yeah. about 14 years ago, whatever he did, apparently. That made him not fit <laughs> proper as a person. Um, Jack, just before we leave um, Jobbygate completely, as it's now become known, um, you're obviously the, the Englishman living in England, where we're living in Scotland, that's on this call at the moment. So maybe it didn't get to you as much, but I know you noticed it. How did you, what did you make of Jobbygate? I just thought it was it was great, and I think from my point of view, I always think that like Scottish patterns, like it's just great. And I, I think it, it's one of the things I've noticed when you go up to like Edinburgh or Glasgow or wherever. And I think the pattern, the banter between Scottish people is just great. And I think the language used is excellent as well. So like when you've got like terminology like jobby for shite, and then you you know I, I didn't I've never I've heard of that one, but I've never heard of the word bobby as in like <laughs> you know like the male member called that. So I thought, like, Bobby and a jobby, I thought it was great. I just think it's, it's just funny, isn't it? And I think we live in such a... Uh, it's, it's miserable times at the minute, but I think we're living quite a, a sterile time, you know what I mean? I just think anything that... I mean, yeah, it's, it's not... He probably, he probably had me Bobby or a mate. It's probably not the most professional thing he could have said, but come on, I will have a sense of humour lighten up a little bit when I wear... And I think, just what, before we leave it completely, completely, um, obviously, Bobby, the, the sad part was, was, you know, as much as we're laughing and it's fun and we're all kind of almost praising you for it in a way, um, you did unfortunately lose your role because of it. But um, you do a few other things before we move on. What, what is it that you, yeah, you do? I mean, uh, I've been close contact down at Hamilton Ackies for a while now. We do a lot of community work down there. Uh, like, amazing work. I mean, that's what the fans need to focus on. That we are such the nucleus of the community down there, and they do so much instead of sniping. It should be like, look at what your team's doing. Youth Academy, they've got the best percentage in Europe for minutes played. The Youth Academy yeah. players, uh, thanks for addiction, uh, gave me opportunities as well just to like perform my play for the first time. So. I did plays down there, uh, a play called Drink for like Alcoholics Anonymous. I did Panto, as I say, just just involved with a lot. So when you're an actor or a, a, an artist, let's say, you just get by. But you're happy just getting by if you can free up more time. Because I've done all the jobs, you know, the work with slaughterhouses and all that. So I was getting like £60 expenses, right? So it's like, Travelling to Ibrox and back, that's like an hour and a half, petal money, yada, yada. I worked it out as probably getting a, a tenner, an hour, to watch football. And uh, Mel, my fiance, doesn't really like watching football as well, so it's an excuse to go and watch football. It's an excuse <laughs> to watch football more in the house as well. What am I going to watch the football? I'm a commentator. Uh, you know what I mean? So, but my background uh, at Hamilton, I goes 
goes way above and beyond uh, the football side of things and it will continue to do so. Awesome. That's good. No, it's really good to hear. But Bobby, I think on behalf of all of us, before we go into our, our usual terrible patter, um, you've made our week. You've made the, the podcast by coming on and I really appreciate you having pretty much... It's nice of you to come on. Yeah, Graham, thanks for having us, man. It's good just to be, to be involved. Bobby, I need fun. to ask you before we go on. <clears throat> I'll not say his name, right? But you said your nephew lives in Arbroath and he goes to Dundee Uni. Aye. Is he studying law? Perhaps. I taught him. <laughs> you what? I taught him. I, I, know, him. I, know, I know him. I taught him. Uh, I was his guidance tutor at college for the last two years. No way, man. See, see just when you just when I when I clocked the name, and then when I thought when you said I knew he had told me that he was moving up there because again I'll, I'll not say name, but he had nice. relatives up there. Aye, aye. He, st- he told me he was staying with his relatives. And then he was he was going to Dundee because uh, I was his tutor. I was his guidance tutor. Well, so uh, don't mention this to him because I don't want to say it, right? <laughs> Shady people. I know. I just I just clocked there when you said that. I was like, what call? There's, there's, there's too many things aye. in here. Aye. I'm living in the twilight zone here, aren't I? Jesus yeah, Christ. I know. Wild, like, wild. What's going on tell here? him I said hello. Just don't tell him uh, how I said hello. Yes, hello. 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 <laughs> no, I'm proud of him, man. He's doing great. So I'll come to you first then, Ian. I'm going to go in the order of how I can see you. Um, mm-hmm. Our usual, obviously, doesn't always go in the same order because normally Scottish Football Moment of the Week comes last, but it would have been a bit awkward if we said what it was at the end and then just introduce Bobby as he's been on the call for an hour. Um, who's your hero of the week? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, actually, Ruby's uh, sitting on the notes again, <laughs> uh, like she does. Um, no, no, this one, uh, this one's actually quite obvious. And it is Emma Hayes. Um, so, so the comments that she made uh, about being linked with the vacant League One job with um, AFC Wimbledon, and you know, she used that just to basically big up women's football, and you know, you know, just you know, talk about. You know the, the the coaching and um you know and actually where she's working at you know elite elite their level where the conversation as well i think you know would chat a bit about um who's going to take take the step though isn't it somebody needs to make that that sort of jump but uh yeah in england so yeah i was i was educated this week which is terrible considering i work within women's football that um there's been many that have done it in the past but none particularly as yet in the UK that have, have moved on. But Emma Hayes is a, a very good choice for a heroine of the week, I suppose it would be in this instance. Um, <laughs> Scott, who's your hero of the week? Uh, <clears throat> my hero of the week is uh, our very own Ian. <laughs> uh, so obviously yesterday, you guys are all watching the Sunderland game. I'm not watching the Sunderland game. I'm moving house in the next few weeks once I get a date to move out. So I'm up the stairs, uh, sort of packing, packing boxes, uh, watching the rugby. No, the big game. I was watching the the pre-match build-up. You know, the whatever game it was that was on first, uh, France and Italy or whoever it was. And um, Ian comments, and so Sunderland are two-one down at this point. Is that, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So Sunderland are two-one down at this point. Uh, and Ian fires into the group chat, yes, O'Brien, right? And the rest of you in the group chat like that, 
What's happening here? My stream still says that it's 2-1. So who was it we were playing? MK Dons. MK Dons. MK Dons, I thought. All right, so they still said, our stream says it's 2-1 to MK Dons. Two minutes pass, three minutes pass. Still says it's 2-1 to MK Dons. And Ian's saying that O'Brien scored. And then about five minutes later, Ian hits it with, aye, O'Brien scored for the mighty arm broth they put us up against the <laughs> And then see just the reaction of you guys. I was like, that, that is, that's tremendous, Pater. That is, that is great. I, I enjoyed that. So, Ian, you're my hero of the week. Yeah. That introduced bastard of the week for me, but like, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, I couldn't decide that if it was a hero or villain, but I've, I've went for hero. Went for hero. Jack, who's your hero of the week? Uh, I'm going to be Grady and have two again, Graham, uh, I'm afraid. So, I mean, sorry, it's just, just one of those. So, I mean, non, non-football kind of um, hero of the week was um, the Jackie Weaver, who, who unless, you've been, unless, you've been living, unless you've been living under a rock uh, in the last week, um, no one knows what's happened, I'll, I'll explain it. So, basically, there was this parish council meeting from, I think it was actually before Christmas, but it's just read its head now in the last few days. And uh, basically, the chaos from people wanting to be who's going to be chair of the uh, the, the parish meeting, um, and it's just fantastic. If anyone has a spare five or six minutes, just listen to it. Jackie Weaver's the unfortunate uh, woman getting a bit of flack, shall we say, from uh, certain members of the of the, the council meeting. I thought it was excellent. It just sums up like Britishness for me. Just something tiny being escalated quite politely, but still people having like. Um, a kind of angry moment with her online and I just thought it was excellent so she was my uh, one of my heroes of the week and second hero of the week because I knew at some point with three Scotsmen on the um, on the panel the, the rugby win would be brought up so to balance it out a little bit I'm, I'm turning the focus onto cricket so I'm not we're not interested in rugby union you know as in this now no one's bothered about that we're bothered about the cricket uh, Door Roots 200 in India superb no, I don't care if you don't like cricket it was cricket. a fantastic no cricket. absolutely fantastic is cricket no insect? <laughs> yeah. Right. At least it's the right shape ball, though, isn't it? I mean, come on. Who, rugby, I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> see, uh, see, to be fair, Jack, the Scotland will be England at cricket last year as well. Oh, James. Yeah. We're going for the hat-trick now. We've beat you at cricket. We've beat you at the rugby. And now I bring on the Euros. So we're going for the hat-trick. Ah, uh, yeah. Five down. Five down. <laughs> I'll, I'll not be on the podcast that week. Ah. Bobby, I'm quite intrigued by this because obviously it's your first time, but who's your hero of the week? Yeah, so if you look, I, I didn't get the chance to like watch the podcast and that to see what the format is. So for me, I'm going to take two as well. Yeah, take two. Again? Okay. Well so first is Phil Foden for Man City. Oh, what a player. Potentially, yeah. he could be the best player in the world. The next Ronaldo or Messi. The boys get so much grace the way he moves. It reminds me of like Roger Federer on the tennis court. His balance, his movement, his grace, and he can just play anywhere. And that performance today, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And he's very, very young, so it's like sky's the limit for the boy. Agreed. Definitely. And then Billy Sharp for Sheffield United at 600 appearances. Love Billy Sharp. Billy Sharp is... Billy Sharp's been mentioned in this pod before. I just like Billy Sharp a lot. Just... Again, he's 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 another Bobby. He's someone who makes the world go around, and I like him. Um, so there you go. Um, my my hero of the week. You know what? I've been doing this thing where I'm like, oh yeah, hero of the week, and I'm like, that's a great answer. Then I start realizing that unless you were there, unless you've seen it, it's pointless. Um, but my hero of the week is Adam Federici. A because I forgot about him, 
Um, B, because I found a highlight of him. Basically, he makes about four saves hitting the crossbar. It's like, do you know what the reason like controllers are smashed? You know, when you smash a controller because you've hit the ball like seven times on FIFA and it's, it's been cleared off the line. He basically did that in real life. And I always thought Adam Federici was like the most average Premier League footballer, a bit like a stick in Gabionovi, someone you just remember that just existed in football. Um, and he did something marvellous. And I'm sure he's really proud of himself. Um, my second hero of the week, because I've also got two. Probably um, in May now, isn't it? <laughs> John McGinn. John McGinn. Um, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen or heard this. Um, obviously, I know we have because you brought it up in the, the group chat, Scott, but if anyone hasn't seen it. So someone caught John McGinn, obviously, with no fans being in the ground. You can hear what's been said. Um, a foul or something happened and, and John McGinn was kicking off at Sean Dyche Villa playing Burnley. Um, Sean Dyche says something at him. John McGinn says, basically, shut up. To which Sean Dice says, oh, you know, you've been in the Premier League a year, so you think you're all it now and he can attack me. And John McGinn allegedly turned around and said, you've been in the Premiership six years and you're still wearing that shite coat. Now <laughs> fuck off, you wee prick, or something to that line, <laughs> which is probably not 100% code correctly, but even if it's close, like I salute John McGinn doing that because that is... That is bringing Scottish power to English Premier, Premier League football. Um, and I think that's fair crack. But um, Ian, who's your, who's your villain of the week then, mate? Um, I, I will just move the cat out of the way. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the um, recently installed owners of Burnley are my villains. Um, yeah. yeah. So... Um, so, so everyone sounded happy that you know they were getting you know the, taken over in something like a two hundred million pound um, their deal, um, but now it actually turns out that the club have to pay that they themselves. So, uh, just just rank, isn't it? Just... It's a bit at risk of potential legal loopholes here. There's a potential club that. Um, I'm fond of. I think that's there's been a similar situation allegedly happened, um, where basically I think they borrowed effectively. I think they borrowed money, haven't they, to to pay for Burnley? I haven't looked into it, but that's basically what's happened, Ian, isn't it? They borrowed money to pay yeah. for the club or club. They haven't actually injected that much. Yeah, but but the terms of the loan make the club liable there to pay the debt. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, yeah, that's brought that's brought the mood right down, Ian. But I agree with you for what it's worth. <laughs> um, Scott, who's your favourite Lithuanian football player? Lithuanian? Yeah, I thought it was Latvian. Latvian football player. You can go with what you want. Similar I, area. I, I thought we were going with Latvia. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said Latvian. I'm going I'm, to check that out. I'm I'll check it later. Don't say uh, Latvian. Mine, mine, mine's Latvian. Right. Well, <laughs> therefore, I'm wrong. You're right. And I hope you feel good about yourself. Just I, tell me your favourite Latvian. <laughs> absolutely do. My, my favourite Latvian is uh, ranked number one Latvian football player ever, Dennis Ivanovs. Uh, I'm just, obviously I've I know this, you know, thanks to my superior knowledge of the, of the Latvian leagues, etc. Uh, he's currently playing for Baku in the Azerbaijanian Premier League. Uh, he was on trial with Ajax in, in 2009. 
Um, <clears throat> he, he was on trial. He didn't sign. Went to South Africa. Then he moved to Turkey and played for Sivaspor. Uh, and his debut was in a league match against Galatasaray. He played 90 minutes. He won 2-1. He got a yellow card. Appeared in 16 matches and then buggered off to Azerbaijan. So you don't get much more hero than that, do you? It's a solid career. It's a solid career. Um, who's I've your villain? It, I've followed him. Who's your villain of the week? Uh, my villain of the week is uh, Ian because we were watching a Sunderland game yesterday. Uh, <laughs> no, my, my, <laughs> my villain of the week is it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier on, right? <clears throat> um, obviously, with Joby Gate and everything. My villain of the week is, and I know it's not the commentators. I know it's the production companies. But see, when they say, um, oh, sorry, if you were offended by any foul language you might have picked up there. See, yes. if you're offended by foul language, right, you probably shouldn't be watching football. And <laughs> the, the kind of foul language that you hear on the telly, on Sky or whatever, right, I've heard the four-year-olds at Fur Park shouting worse words than that to the players. So if you're <laughs> offended by what's on Sky, just, you know, Go and come and join us to watching the rugby. We don't swear. That's it today. Jack, who's your um, who's your villain of the week? Um, my villain or villains of the week were the um, were the people that kind of because you know um, Bobby was saying he's not really a fan of social media. And, well, I actually am. I do use social media quite a bit, and I do think it has its great advantages, but has its disadvantages on occasion as well. And I think there were some people this week that I don't know who it was started, but it was started that um, the None of the clubs had had a minute silence or minutes applause or what have you for the the death of Captain Tom, um, and there was this whole argument: why are we still having you know a minute silence for Black Lives Matter or the knee or whatever it is? You know why why are we still doing that and why are we not honouring you know um, Captain Tom? When in actual fact it was nothing but rubbish because there was a minute's silence, a minute's applause held at a lot of the Premier League games. And I think it was just a cheap shot to try and like whip up the whole Black Lives Matter and why we're taking the knee movement and things like that. And it's an argument that's been done to death. You know what I mean? And I think you know, when stuff like that happens, and it was spread on social media, I don't know who it was, whether it was one individual or it was a few individuals. But And I think, you know, I think the day later, they're like, oh, well, maybe we got it wrong. There was, but the point still stands. It's like, well, no, because that type of thing is going to whip up a frenzy. And it's just wrong. Look, there was a minute, you know, silent hell for Captain Tom at all it, of the Premier League games. So. And it isn't a competition either, is it? Like, even if you can do both, yeah. it's fine. I, I, I just felt like, you know, it was such a cheap shot and it was, it was a cheap shot smirching the memory of Captain Tom to use to make like a political point. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I don't know who it would start, whether it was just one individual, one bloke on Twitter or something this week. But uh, yeah, I think that's a downfall of social media sometimes, isn't it? It has, it has its advantages, but yeah, when things like that happen, you think, you know. Very, very more on my social media, I believe. Yeah, um, at times. Before I go to Bobby with his villain of the week, Ian, you you want you were kind of waving frantically, so either you're unwell and it's a bit late, um, or you Bobby. wanted to say something. No, no, I'm actually going to leave this one uh, oh. now. I I too have a story of watching Motherwell versus um, <laughs> the Dundee United. Well, actually, Dundee United versus um, their Motherwell, but uh, no, I'm going to save that that one for. Uh, for a later date. <laughs> oh, so so I came I came back to you and you just killed it. No yes. problem. Thank no. thankfully thankfully we've got Bobby. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. No, we've no, got Bobby no, here. No, no, I'm going now. 
So <laughs> I started so I'll finish. I really, uh, even though um, the Dundee is on my doorstep, I really actually go and watch um, um, either of the teams. However, my first ever visit to Tannadice, yeah, um, involved um, them playing um, uh, their mother well and they scalped them 4 1. But that's about 97 or something like that. So, uh, yeah. 97 was such a long time ago. I was, think, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Pope were in the charts then. It was before Jarvis Cocker got on stage and did his thing at Michael Jackson. Um, off topic. But, Bobby, it's your turn for Villain of the Week. Villain of the Week is Gary Neville. Oh, controversial. Go ahead. Why? I was watching the Man U game. Mm-hmm. And Scott McTominay scored a cracking header man to make it three two, and he never even mentioned his name. He never mentioned the ball going in. All he mentioned was that the goalkeeper get his feet wrong, and and he was slating both goalkeepers for the whole match, knowing, if you excuse the pun, that they were both number twos. <laughs> It was, he's so negative, and it's like, my God, Scott McTominay, Scotland International, right? He's been great for my new season. Gets in, the, in amongst two or three defenders, knocks it on right into the side, put it in at the post. Goalkeepers can nearly get no chance. Then they commend him once, then they commend the great free kick ball, and all he did was slate the goalkeeper. What's that all about? And then I had a wee thought, I'm like, ah, most commentators are ex-footballers, right? When your career's over, you are bitter. You are very bitter. Man, I spoke to Willie Henderson. If you know, it's no hidden matter that he had problems with losing that after. And most players back in the day, right, we were speaking about this as well, they finish their careers and they buy a pub. <laughs> They buy a pub and they can get as much drink as they want. They can get as much people want to keep them company, keep them in the pub for longer. And then so it's like these players are commentating just wishing they were in the park. And then if you, you, if you watch it, you see some uh, feelings and some patterns. It's all the negativity. It's that. Come on, there's lots of good stuff happening there. That was a great ball. That was a great header. Scotland are playing England with the Euros this year. Can we talk about all that? Not that the goalkeeper, the number two, get his fit wrong, because all that will do is breed negative, take that guy's confidence down. I watched the I watched the game, and I remember thinking about McTominay, because I think he's got six goals for United this season. And I'll probably throw this one at you, Bobby, and you, Scott, because obviously you'll be watching Scotland, supporting Scotland in the Euros. Now, I know... This might be controversial when you first think about it, but it's actually, I don't think, that controversial because but Scott McTominay plays on the right-hand side of a back three for Scotland. But is Scott McTominay, on current form, Scotland's best midfielder? I think, form? I think even just watching the football today, eh, it's, it's obvious now, Scotland, we're growing, man. We're evolving as a team. So many Scottish players playing today, this Sunday, in the Premier League. Yeah. You know? And the fact that Billy Gilmore's not playing, what the hell? He should be playing at the Euros next year. And again, the strength and depth. You've got Fleck coming back today as well. He's been out for a while injured. 
But the strength and depth Scotland's got in midfield, that uh, it would be naive to say that Scott McTominay's playing great then now, but it's just because we've seen that game today. Have they seen all the other Scottish players, midfielders, in depth this weekend? I don't think so, but the future's bright anyway. I think we might come across the same things here, Scott. But Scott, what's your goal of the week? Uh, <clears throat> my goal of the week, so I'm going to read this out because this is this is excellent. Um, I'm looking at it now. I tried to go for something a bit different this week. I don't want to, obviously, I'm always advocating Scottish football, etc., blah, 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 but I don't always want to come on and just bleat about Scottish football as if that's all I know about. So I decided to watch uh, the <clears throat> the Football League show on Quest last night. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, however, <laughs> the issue that I was having was, and I, I don't think I've mentioned that Scotland won at the rugby yesterday, so uh, I was full of the uh, 12-year-old Bomo. Uh, lovely, lovely malt. If any of the listeners are whiskey drinkers, and uh, so I had my phone out, and right, I was Robert watching, Chill out. and I was, I, well, that's it exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> wait to hear these lyrics, right? So uh, I'll tell you the, the goal, right? So it was uh, Chapman from Shrewsbury, right? So what what happened was, I just I liked the goal because the ball was played into him, nice build up play inside their own half, couple of passes into his chest, one touch. 25 yards out, dip and volley, bottom corner, right? Really nice goal. I'm just looking at what I actually wrote for goal for the, the goal of the week. Bearing in mind I was full of whiskey. Chapman, shoes buddy, dip and vol, beat finish, nice play, build up, into him, love volley. So that's it. See, when you look at it, you might think it's not that good a goal, but see when you're a quarter a bottle deep in Bowmore, then woof. Ian, what, what's your goal of the week? Oh, I've got an absolute cracker. It's going to be a tap-in, um, isn't it? So Thomas O'Brien scored the first goal for our Brophians <laughs> today. <laughs> My stream still says it's 2-1. <laughs> I, like I feel like I'm in a comedy sketch. Do you know where like, you start the joke at the beginning and it just comes <laughs> around? Can I just point out as well, by the way, just this total irony before we go any further, Ian, talk about things that have happened earlier in the show... As Bobby was chatting before about Scotland's chances at the Euros and the, the players out there, my cat decided to take a shit um, <laughs> mid mid Bobby chat. But anyway, Ian, um, what, what what why was the wrong O'Brien such such a, a goal of the week? Um, actually, I I have the well. It's funny because the the only the only um, the sort of footage I've actually seen it is um, Arbroath's. GoPro footage, um, mm-hmm. and it was raining that much there yesterday, and it was so windy that that you can't actually really see the goal much at all until it hits the back of the net. Um, but um, our both are unbeaten in five; they are up to eighth. Um, they're on. They've actually signed some good youngsters. Uh, my my goal of the week, probably not that surprising. It was going to be probably. I forgot who it was going to be. I had someone chosen, but mine's obvious. Phil Foden today, it was just class. Like, touching on what Bobby was saying before, it was like, they were talking about Alisson. They went, oh, should Alisson not have done better? If he put, got his hands on that, they would have came off the speed and the power and the precision, and that would have smashed like smashed his wrist. It was just quality. Like, um, Alisson could have been villain of the week, by the way. Don't know why I've missed that out. Jesus. 
Um, but Jack, who's your who's your goal of the week? Um, well, I had a look and I, I found a really good one. Kind of, I mean, the obvious ones. You know, you think of the Premier League. You know, what you think? You know, Ford or Bruno Fernandez was a very good goal for Man United yesterday. But I actually found um, it was an FA Vars game yesterday between Sutton United and Walken. And um, the walking player called Malachi Napa, Malachi Napa scores a, a beautiful goal. What happens is, ball's pinging around in the box, kind of scrambly type thing. And he runs and does a run and bicycle kick. Don't know how to describe it. Like, he runs forward and then all in one movement of him running, he does a bicycle kick across the keeper in the, in the top corner. It's a fantastic goal. I'll... Uh, I'll I'll put it I'll send it to um I'll put it later on if you want to have a look at it I'll put it in the group chat it's a fantastic goal. We, well we had we had the best part of three hundred and fifty listeners to the show this week so I would take the P and say that only ten people listen but I reckon at least sixty four of them want to know what that goal looks like so we will mm-hmm. we will put this on the Twitter um, afterwards if mm-hmm. you're dying to see who scored again what's his name. Isn't it, I- I think it's, I don't know how it's pronounced, it's M-A-L-A-C-H, I don't know how it's pronounced, Malachi or Malachi, Malachi Napa. And he plays for Walken, they played Sutton United in an FA Vars game. That's a and class yeah, name. That's a class Ma- name. Malachi Napa, it sounds like a drink or something, doesn't it? Like it something does, like a drink or something. And, uh, or yeah. a holiday destination. Oh, where are you <laughs> going? I'm the only way to describe Mal- it is Malachi Napa. Bottle. The ball's kind of pinging about a bit and then he does like a, he kind of runs and does like a bicycle kick all in one movement. That's quite a thing, like. <laughs> um, who's your favourite Latvian player? Uh, I would go Latvian Marian Pahars. Do you remember him? Yes, From, I do. Um, Southampton. That's mine as well. Southampton. Yeah, he scored quite a few for Southampton in the late nineties, early two thousands. I think he he, was he scored class. one. Yeah, I think he scored a few in when they, they did the Great Escape type thing. And was it 99, 98, 99 when Southampton? Oh, they did it a lot. Yeah, he was he was quite a good player. I, I remember he was always for some bizarre reason. I always used to get them in my sticker packs, like early doors. So I'd always be quite happy to get them, but then I'd get them continuously. He would always be like my first in my sticker packs. But just to clarify, because he's my favourite as well. Ma- he's actually called Marianne's Pahars. I always thought it was Marianne Paha. Um, mm. He scored 43 goals in 137 games for Southampton. And to the younger listeners listening, Southampton weren't always this attractive, oh, we've got a nice academy team. They used to be proper crap in like Sunland for years where they just stay up and Marion Parhas was great. If you go on his um if you go on his Wikipedia, there's actually a big write-up on Southampton. There's a little bit on his time at Sconto, a lot on Southampton, a lot. He had a trial in a reserve team match against Oxford and he scored a hat trick and a header and a goal with each foot. So the perfect hat trick and a seven-one victory. And at that point they went were signing him, went on to become great as they say and then he just went somewhere in Cyprus. So, oh, he played with Tamuri Ketspire. Now, Tamuri Ketspire, that yes. really is. Does anyone remember? Jack, you'll remember this probably more than most. When Tamuri Ketspire scored for Newcastle and kicked the bollards in because he was so angry. Yeah, he took his top off the knee, went a bit nuts. I mean, a lot. He went a lot nuts. It was a little bit different to like the Kenwin Jones celebration. He just lost his, just lost it, didn't he? Just went mad. Yeah. Um, he was. He was- Raging and that was he. <laughs> he was. He was. I remember him being. I can't remember why he was that angry. I just remember he absolutely launched into the the bollards. Like I, I, I actually there. I think I do remember. I'm not sure if he was a substitute or um, he was out of favour or he hadn't scored for a while. But 
Um, you know, I think it was something like that. He just wasn't a ha- you know, he wasn't sort of happy at all. But I remember, uh, I remember, I think it was, I could be wrong. It might be Peter Beasley. I mean, no offense to Peter Beasley, but it's not a face you forget. So it's probably not him. Um, but he, one of the players, it might have been Dabazas, went over to like celebrate with him and be like, get in. And then kind of realized he was going yeah. off it. And it was kind of that moment where, you know, you start chatting to a bloke in the pub and you think, oh, he's a nice lad. Then you start speaking about weird things and you go, oh, right, I cool. Um, as Kevin Bridges would say, enjoy your night, mate. Have a good night, mate. It, it, he did I think that. it was Pistoni, wasn't it? Was it not Alessandro Pistoni? I mean, Pistoni. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed at how well I know New, Newcastle players in the 1990s. I mean, I am really, really embarrassed that I know that, but I think it was Pistoni. Um, and I seem to recall him like having like a couple of goals. But my analogy of that would be, do you know when like my analogy of a night out, similar to what you've just said, it was like when do you know when your mate's been turned away from a pub, and <laughs> you kind of like our oh, mate just go and he's like, no, no, I'm gonna come back in, no, no, you know what I mean? No, I'm gonna yeah. give that bounce to it. It's like, no, mate, I work, I work. It's like, I work, calm it down, you know, like arm around the shoulder type of thing. And he's just like, nah, nah, I'm not having it, I'm not having it, like. Just leave it. Just leave it to Murray. You're not uh, playing next week. Just leave it. Um, I feel like we've waited a while to get to it, but but Bobby, what was your uh, your goal of the week? Goal of the week was a Callahan for Hamilton Aki's. Yeah, that's Callahan. So he plays with loads of personality in his heart and sleeve, right? He get booked after 50 seconds a day. Yep. Kept his discipline for the whole match. Put himself about well. Missed that. Probably should have scored, and then to get that goal in like 94 minutes, uh, that's goal of the day for me. It's head didn't go down, as I say, could I get sent off after five minutes if he if kept challenging the way he has been all season? So it's testament to him, uh, definitely that's goal of the day for me. I liked Hamilton Atkins this week, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to be honest, my villain of the week was going to be because I haven't said mine yet, my villain of the week was going to be Hamilton Atkins because of. Bobby losing his job, um, which I thought was not right. But I kind of felt good for them today a little bit because it didn't affect Rangers too much. It's Scott's shaking his head. He's not happy about it. He's like, no, not yeah, at a, all. Like, I'm, a, I'm a massive Rangers fan, right? So, as I say, they didn't have a handsome lead just now. It would, yes. have, been, it would have been painful. You know what I mean? If it was like, if that, if they two points would have hurt us bad, right? Maybe I would have my. my Opinion would have been different, particularly if I was never commentating, didn't know the boys in there. Yeah, you know, but, but I know them, and uh, I fucking end them for that. As I say, 50 seconds. I remember the boot in the it's even a minute, and he's, he's sent off in this first half. Uh, so he proved me wrong, I'm sure he's proved a lot of people wrong, and to get the equalizer against Rangers, that could be the turning point. That should be the turning point of their season because yeah. I've, seen, I've seen performances like this coming. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, so it's good. To, it's good to, to see that they're getting some Scott Labour. Scott won't agree. He's a Motherwell fan, but obviously, no, no. To be fair, I did say earlier on to, to you lot that uh, you know Ian asked me when just when it was 0-0, how would I feel if if Aki's won? And I'd said, you know, as I've said to you guys before, like you know, my grandpa uh, was a massive Aki's fan, and he was the man that got me into football and. You know, he was Aki's, you know, bled red and white when they were in the third division. They nearly went bust. They didn't have a home. They were playing at Partick Thistle, Albion Rovers, you know, playing wherever they could, you know, home games, some couple of home games at Fir Park and things. So 
I don't, I don't hate Aki's like you know what a lot of Motherwell fans probably do because a lot of my family members are Aki's fans. But today, the only reason I didn't want them to win is because I think we're only five points clear of them, and that's really you know I've got to be selfish now in that they are our rivals now, and there is a chance that you know I think we're playing Aki's it's the, the derby next Saturday, you know, and if we win that, it puts us in a good position. If they win that, I'm not coming on next Sunday night. <laughs> uh, that's that's just how it goes. I'll see you in, in October. But no, listen, uh, no, I've got a lot of friends that, that support Aki's and family and stuff like that. So no, I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll put my hand up and say that I, I felt that they, they deserved. I actually thought they deserved more than a draw the day for the chances they created and probably bigger again with a few really outstanding close range saves. Um, really good keeper. So. No, no, I'll, I'll give them the credit when it's due, but uh, if I'm giving them credit next week, something's gone terribly wrong. Yes. So quick fire, because we've got technically three minutes left if we want to get us in an hour. So Ian, I'm going to come to you first. What, what's your moment of the week? Um, moment of the week was um, the David Moyes turning up after um, his, his match, um, looking like he was going to uh, order, um, sorry, execute um, Order 66. So he basically looks like um, the emperor out of Star Wars. <laughs> He's hot up. I did yeah. say that. I did say yeah. that. I did. I could never give Moy's moment of the week, though, sadly. Sorry, David. <laughs> um, Scott, what's your moment of the week? Uh, moment of the week is end of January, and uh, you guys may have uh, read about it, Dodiad, where uh, people up and down the country were doing... Uh, different exercises and putting the miles in to raise money for the My Name's Dodi uh, Foundation for Motor Neuron Disease. The total was in uh, and the, the old people who exercised up and down the country raised over a million pounds for uh, motor neuron disease research and uh, fair play to, to every single person that's uh, contributed to that. Jack, I didn't even come here with your Villain of the Week. We know what it's going to be, so just really quickly, who's your Villain of the Week? I know, I think you did, Graham. I touched on it. It was the, the people that created the hoo-ha about the um, Captain Tom online. I mean, I mean I'm, avoiding, this week? I'm avoiding Matt Hancock, but he will be featuring at some point in the next couple of weeks. So don't <laughs> worry, Matt Hancock, Matt Hancock will be moving on to the week, but I'm giving him a rest for one week. It's been that frequent, you saying Matt Hancock, that I thought I hadn't asked you. No, no. Um, as I say, probably next week he'll have done something, but yeah, I'm giving him a rest for a week. Give him time. What was your moment of the week? Um, my moment of the week was something that you, um, you, you touched on earlier. It was the, um, the ball mouth scramble. I was just going to mention it, but you mentioned it already. Adam Federici in the A-League. Class, isn't it? The ball pinging around all over the place. I mean, I thought it was unbelievable, to be fair. Um, but also one of the other things I wanted to mention as well, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored his 500th career club goal um, at the weekend. And I think for, um, for someone, whether you like him or not, you know, to hit 500 career goals and doing it in the amount of countries that he's done, and he's done it in England, in Italy, and in uh, in Holland, and, you know, Spain, you know, fantastic, fantastic achievement to get that many goals and be at that high level like he has. Bobby, what was your moment of the week? Yeah, I was prepared for that one. I've got a... You've had a hell of a week, to be fair. You've had a hell yeah, of a week. for the... What's the... Alison, for the... Lover posted out for us. A, your lax ones. Can't be likes twice, you know. Horrendous. I mean? It's like so. That's that that lacks a basical sort of stuff. Could have like took them maybe even out of the Champions League places. 
because it was so surprising as well. Because I think so. I think Graham Sooner said it was at a push, but I think I can't remember who it was. I think it might be Dave Jones said arguably the best goalkeeper in the world making that mistake. And Graham Sooner's went, oh, I don't know. I think he is. I think on his day, like normal form. So to see him do a basically turn into league camp, um, sort of in ninety minutes was quite a moment in itself. Um, my moment of the week. Shows you they're just human in it. It's just yeah. human. They're human. They can switch off. Brain fart. Yes, brain what fart indeed. Brain fart. <laughs> my moment of the week, just to kind of round it off nicely, like Springer's final thought. Um, during these times, and I don't want to bring it down too deep, I think it's difficult to kind of laugh at stuff too much. And yet somehow, um, wonderfully, the humans that we are, we start liking stuff and finding things funny and, and finding things hilarious and coming together and trying our best to be the best versions of ourselves that we can and get through it. Um, and the thing that I really like is that Bobby did something that made me laugh randomly, kept me entertained for the best part of 30 minutes to an hour, me tweeting it, me tweeting out the support. And then Bobby came on the podcast and we just went, yeah, fuck it. Let's just do it. Why not? Not knowing who I was, what I was going to do, if I was going to take the P, if I was going to not take the P, if I was going to ask a million and one questions about what happened, which I kind of did. Um, just came on because at the minute, bit of a laugh. What else were we going to do? And we've, we've made a new friend, Bobby, so that's my moment of the week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I've made more, so I'm the one. Absolute legend. Thank you very much, guys. But um, as always, subscribe. Um, Scott, what do you do if you don't know how to subscribe? Ask you more. Ask you more. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Yeah, because it was a... Uh... I had to squeeze quite a bit. Sorry, I'll just change the subject and get back to the match, but I forgot to press.